you ought to go down to the um, city and try to get a liquor license, like I have, <laughs> and talk to the people about having. So you're gonna have you want to do what? <laughs> you're gonna do you're, what? You're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a you're gonna have a liquor license to have at Westview Cemetery in the mausoleum. Right. Welcome to the For Atlanta Podcast, where our purpose is to be the place to inspire you to learn and love Atlanta even more than you thought you could. My name is Terrence. And my name is Betsy. I'm Clay. And we are a few of the hosts of the show. And we love Atlanta. Yes, we do. We love us some Atlanta. So for those of you who don't know, we're located at Buckhead Church. All three of us work here. Co-workers. Yeah, co-workers. We're co-workers, friends, equal lovers of Atlanta. Clay, why don't you tell us what you do first? Absolutely. I didn't grow up in Atlanta. I moved here as soon as I could. Come I on. moved here in 1998 to Ooh. go to Georgia Tech. Brother, you were here in the 1900s? <laughs> in the 1900s. That does sound so old, does Come on, bro. Uh, I uh, took five and a half years to get out of Georgia Tech. Uh, but while I was here, uh, I grew up in a college town. So coming to Atlanta was, um, it really, I, I chose to, I wanted to, because I loved the college experience in an urban environment. Now, what, what college town might that be? Uh, I grew up in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They yeah, play football there. Yeah, they do. Terrence, sure they do. love their football yes, more do. than they love their God. Mm. Is, that the, <laughs> is this the land of the roll tide? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, I got involved with the church here, uh, North Point Community Church, which is uh, one of our campuses in Atlanta. And now I get the privilege of serving here at Buckhead Church as the lead pastor. So oh, it's uh, great, great Love my job, love where we live, love our life. Uh, it's got a lot of good things going on. Come on, now. How about you? Hey. All right. Oh, you want you want you go. No, lady. Age, come age, on. age before age beauty. <laughs> the disrespect. Betsy, what about you? <laughs> Atlanta. How about that? No, just getting the disrespect in so this face. I am also not from Atlanta. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. And Brooklyn. they do say Atlanta is the New York City of the South, so I feel like I, I was just destined to end up here. I came here after college in 2014. I don't want to tell you where I was at in 1998, for the sake of respect. <laughs> but I, I followed a job here. I took a I took a sales job with a leadership company, and then uh, ended up staying by accident. I was it's a happy wow. accident, like Bob Ross would say. <laughs> mm-hmm. But ended up working at Gwinnett Church, our sister campus, and then came here to Buckhead Church three years ago, where I serve on the Canopy team, helping single adults in Atlanta get connected. I love Atlanta, you know, love, always loved living in the city. I've always lived in a city. And then I will always talk about Buford Highway and my love for Buford Mm, Highway and eating on Buford Highway. One one of these for Atlanta episodes, we need to do, we need to dedicate the whole thing to restaurants on Buford Highway. Do we get to go? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, If we get to go, it's a field trip. (laughs) It's like going on a trip around the world. It really is. Less than five miles. And we talked about that. It's like Epcot, except more genuine. (laughs) More genuine. (laughs) It's a free free passport. That's right. right. Buford Highway is such a gem. Terrence, what about you? You, uh, you're not from Atlanta either. Man, listen, <laughs> listen. We said, you know, before, if you are from here, then you are a unicorn because we rarely meet people who are That's from right. Atlanta. And I am one of those people. I came from North Carolina, so in 2005, I came down here uh, right out of college, fresh out of Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and uh, came down here to save the world. Man, I came as a teacher, 
and uh, learn very quickly. That was uh, not necessarily what I was called to. <laughs> Teaching yeah, is not for the faint of heart. Listen, bro. Shout out to all the teachers right now. Heroes. Come on. My God. Y'all are <laughs> incredible. So I came out here in 2005 and uh, ended up just staying. It was a major city. And coming from a small hometown, my hometown is Wilson, North Carolina. It is very small, semi-rural. And for the first time ever, I was in a place that had professional sports teams and I could eat whenever and whatever I wanted in this city and I uh, just fell in love met my wife and had a kid and you know you know that's how it happens you know started, started tapping started rapping that's how it happens <laughs> so I've been here for about 15 years love it yes sir and you work here as well yes you uh you Terrence your job is uh you get to do all the things that you're passionate about you get to help promote the city of Atlanta yes, and people that are doing good things in our city. Absolutely. Uh, and Terrence also helps our staff a lot in some diversity, equity, and inclusion conversations, yeah, yeah. which is a huge deal. It's awesome, man. Um, I told someone recently, I feel like at times I'm an investigative journalist, <laughs> which, is, which is incredible because like, you get a chance to hear people's stories and figure out ways to get those stories out and how to take that and hopefully make a difference in our community. And in our case, it means our staff and also the people that attend. Uh, yeah, and, and it just speaks volumes to where we are, particularly for this city, for the city of Atlanta. Love it. Yes, sir. Which feels like this is the, the podcast is an outlet for stories. Facts. We're talking about loving Atlanta, talking about growing in love with the city. And as we, I mean, even ourselves, as we get to talk to people who also love the city, it's like we get to put those stories out there and it's been fun to cultivate. Yes. Yes, yes. And I, I mean, even when you think about our first episode, right, it, it is with our guy, Sheffield Hale. And <laughs> listen, man. He, he loves Atlanta. Listen, yeah, he loves Sheffield Atlanta. Hale loves Atlanta, man. And that guy, I mean. The unofficial ambassador of Atlanta. Listen, right he really is. And the thing is, like, he's so unassuming, right? <laughs> like, Sheffield is such a good dude. And he isn't necessarily a historian by trade. He's a historian by choice. Mm. And so uh, he is the CEO and the president of the Atlanta History Center, but he's actually an attorney by trade. And I think that, you know, in our first episode, he kind of speaks about what it means to be from here. He dropped some gems. Yes, he did. Like all types of nuggets about the city of Atlanta and things. Don't like, give it all away, Tom. Okay, Don't okay, give it all okay. away. Yeah, I know. I got excited. I got excited. <laughs> I'm a, I think it's like not historian by trade, but definitely historian by heart. Yes. And you can tell his yeah. heart is in the city yeah. Yeah. and his heart is for the city. For hundred percent. And one of that's, I, I love the, what, the way you've said it on this podcast that we want to help people love Atlanta more. We yes. just believe that when great things happen to our city, everybody thrives. What that's is right. that? Yeah. What is that saying that a rising tide floats all boats? Look Did I make that, that up? Did I, I butcher it? Maybe. I believe you. I don't know if you made it up, but I believe you. All the boats rise when the tide rises. I know that. And we'll that's it, just bro. what we believe. We want our city to thrive. That when when restaurants are thriving, when entertainment's thriving, yeah. when sports are thriving, when business, when education, uh, when even the religious sector is thriving, when churches are thriving, we just think uh, good things happen for our city and we just, we want that. So right. our hope is that you'd love Atlanta yeah. even more because of this. It's like we win when we win together. That's right. So Michael Scott, he calls it a win, <laughs> win, win. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, all you can look forward to. Office. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. But speaking of, so I, we have a, you know, we want to spend some time highlighting businesses in Atlanta sure. who are doing good for the city. Yep. Hey, because why, why not? Why not celebrate yeah. them? So give us one, Betsy. Today's special business for Atlanta business is shouting out mommies and mechanics. Yes. Now I'm going to tell you why I personally love this, this business. 
if you are a person who does not know anything about their car, mm -hmm. like myself, it brings a world of anxiety. In fact, I wish they did this for single people. But <laughs> I wish they did it for married <laughs> men. <laughs> too. Yeah. Everyone in this room wishes that yes. mommies and mechanics Come actually on. serviced all of yes. us. But uh, mommies and mechanics actually serves single moms in Atlanta to help provide like full service, uh, you know, businesses to their cars. And their whole thing is that you're like, you're a single mom. Your focus should be on raising your kids right. and not having to worry about car issues. Phenomenal. And it was just so beautiful. They were able to service like 2000 clients already. That's insane. Mm. It's insane. And they, you know, if you're, you know, if you're a single mom, you only have so much time, you have so much energy and they're like, Hey, we don't want you to stress out about this. Like, let us come alongside you and help you. And they don't charge them, which I think is the, like just even a financial issue, yeah. like just taking relief and taking like the pressure off of that. So we want you to check them out, mommiesandmechanics.com. Hit them up on social media. Check out their website. You know, Love it. Worth checking out. Great, great, great business. And I think that the, the cool part is in Atlanta, Atlanta is a city that you have to almost have a car. Yes. Yeah, you do. And so having that and having mommies and mechanics, I think definitely makes that work. Learned that the hard way. I moved here thinking, oh, I don't need a car. I can just take Marta. And then I, I moved to Swanee. <laughs> I was like, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Swanee, you, you, can't, you can't get to Swanee from a lot of different places on Marta, right? <laughs> Shout out to all the amazing people yeah, that work at Marta, though. Of, and shout <laughs> right? out to Swanee, too. Thank and you, Terrence. Shout out to Swanee. both shouting out different things. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but yeah, you, you need a car. You don't want to have to worry about That's it. That's right. That's so, right. Well, cool. But with that, I think we can go ahead and jump into the episode. Right really in. enjoy Sheffield it. Hail. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, 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 I'm excited about it because I haven't heard it. Y'all got to sit through it. Come on. Here we go. This next guest is my good friend, the one, the only, Sheffield Hale. And here's the thing about Sheffield. Sheffield Hale is the president and CEO of the Atlanta History Center. And prior to joining the Atlanta History Center in 2012, he served as the chief counsel of the American Cancer Society and was a partner practicing corporate law in the firm of Kilpatrick Townsend and Stockton LLP. Mr. Hale serves as a trustee of the National Trust for Historic Preservation, Fox Theater, Bucket Coalition, Midtown Alliance, Atlanta Convention, and Visitors Bureau. He is a past chair of the Georgia Trust for Historic Preservation, the Atlanta History Center, St. Jude's Recovery Center, and the State of Georgia's Judicial Nominating Commission. Mr. Hale received his B.A. in history from the University of Georgia's Go Dogs. Go Dogs. Shout out to the dogs. Summa cum laude <laughs> in 1982 and received his J.D. in 1985 from the University of Virginia Law School. Is that the Wahoos they call it? The That's Wahoos? right. You got yes, that right. Sir. Come mm -hmm. on. He is a member of the American Law Institute. Yes, sir. Listen, welcome to the impressive. show. Mr. Sheffield Hale, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know I deserve to be breathing the same air right now. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, well, thank y'all for having me. Uh, thank you, man. I hope I'm not your iceberg on your maiden voyage. <laughs> You're you, not. You won't be. <laughs> you won't be, but. But I love your humility. Yeah, well, I, you know, <laughs> you have to be humble. There's no option. <laughs> So listen, we have heard, I mean, I just read your official bio and all the great things that you've done. I mean, brother, you are all over the city of Atlanta. Everything, you know, all the, the organizations that I named, I mean, it's all over. And, I, and we read the official bio, but for those who may not have ever heard the name Sheffield Hill or who you are, I would love for you to just, you know, tell us briefly about who you are outside of what I just gave them. I don't know, except I was born here. I was born in Atlanta. <laughs> you are a true unicorn. Atlantean. Yeah, I wasn't conceived here, but I was born here. 
Yeah, my, way too much information from my parents before they died. Uh, and that was Birmingham. And um, But I was lucky enough to be born here and re- reared here and uh, went to Westminster Schools and then the University of Georgia and uh, Virginia, came back, practiced law, actually took off a year and traveled around the world wow. after law school, um, trying to grow up and it never caught up with me. <laughs> uh, and so um, I came back and practiced law for 16 years wow. at, at Kilpatrick and then went to the Cancer Society for 10 years. And then I've been the cancer, been at the History Center for nine, that almost nine. So uh, it's been a, been a wild ride, nice third career. So if anybody knows about Atlanta. It's you. It's you. I don't know We're about that, but I've, I've been around and I've been poking in a lot of corners um, <laughs> and messing around a long time and, and dealing with a lot of folks. But it's been it's it's a great city. I love it. Um, and uh, I recommend you stay here. Uh, well, we will further. <laughs> we are gonna, we're going to get into that yeah. for Seriously. sure. But what, what ties you to Atlanta? You know, it's the people, um, people I grew up with, the people I have met along the way. Um, there's a real vibrancy here. I mean, there's a reason in Atlanta stands out in the south the people who've come here really add a lot i mean one of the great benefits of the things about the city is that people are um it's a welcoming city hmm. and in a lot of old southern cities which this is you know not it, it has some of those characteristics but it's not like a richmond or a charleston or a savannah or mm-hmm. a lot of particularly these port cities where they have these ingrained groups of people that have been running it for a long time mm. Um, there's too much action here to go on to, to keep people out of the <laughs> yeah. mix, right? right? And so, yeah. there's, and Atlanta's always been that way, wow. and so it's always been accepted, more accepting than others. Never perfect. Mm. Um, don't necessarily believe all of our hype. Um, <laughs> uh, it's coming out of humility, and, yeah. <laughs> but but it's great, and so you know, and and with all these Yankees that have moved in here, we have really good food now. <laughs> I mean, the things have, it's, know, it's, it's improved. Talking. It's really improved. <laughs> I mean, we can help. We could live longer. Everything's good. <laughs> it's good, man. I like the other food, but you just if you eat it every day, you, yeah, you, that's you, true. It's, that's true. You're gonna you're yeah. gonna live in Atlanta, but for how long? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's so that's, that's a great question. question. No, it's but I mean, be. since my childhood, the restaurant scene here, yes, you have no idea. Mm. It's completely changed, <laughs> uh, and it's it's great, and uh, so I love it, and it's great to have n- new people with new ideas. Um, come in and shake things up. I love how you, you know, that is in my conversations, that conversation, Betsy and I, the, it keeps coming up about the people here mm-hmm. and about how this large city, which is a major, a major international player in a lot of ways, still has this small town type of feel ish, depending on your, you know, your small town, but meaning that someone you know probably knows someone else and and so on and so on and say say more about what that means well it, it depends on where you live right yeah. and and so if you if you're inside at the city limits of Atlanta it's one Atlanta right? right and then if you live in 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 suburban Atlanta you're going to have your own nodes and your own people that you communicate right. with so i grew up inside the city of Atlanta um and so i have i know people all over the city because you keep running into them right it's not that big a place and right. not that many people that live here right we just went over 500,000 in the city of Atlanta for the first time wow that's crazy and so if you think about it it really is a small town it really is um it, the metro sprawl is big huh. but there are lots of little communities that are all throughout that that make a make up the bigger city so it's wow. a small it's so Atlanta 
Yeah, you can know a lot of people in Atlanta. You can run and if you just venture out of your neighborhood a little bit, um, meet somebody else, be open to uh, entering another network, showing up somewhere else you're not expected. That is, can happen because like, it's really small. That you can, is, make, it, you can yeah. make it as big or small as you want. That's uh, Yeah, that, that feels like it's almost versatile Yep, that way. Yeah. It, and you you kind of pick your yeah. own venture. Right, and it's got the scale to give you good restaurants. Mm. Yes. You see, so you can have the sports teams, you can have the big city stuff, but you can also have, you know, relatability to Speaking other people because, and, and what we've been doing over the last 30 years, you know, really last 20 years that we've been combating sprawl, which is something I've always been, you know, fighting as a preservationist. But, you know, look what's going along around the Beltline. Right. Mm-hmm. All that is is creating more connectivity for That's people true. to yeah. meet other people by accident, right, and and in a small town. Wow. Right, and having a main street. That's like a big circular main street that we've never had before. That's a new way to think of it. That's a great perspective. That's a new way to think of it. Because you bump into people. It's like, well, used to you, maybe you would do that at a mall in a smaller town, right? Right. That would be where people would go to, you know, bump into people. Right. Well, here you have outdoor. But before that, you had main streets. Yeah. You'd walk down the street, you'd go to the hardware store, you'd go, you would see people. That is a great perspective. Now, hopefully, you'll start seeing people again after the pandemic. I mean, right. I mean it's, it's a happy memory. Uh, Remember when we used to go outside? I know. I know. Remember when we used to hang out? Gosh, it was so good when we used to go outside. The good point, good thing right now is that I can never remember anybody's names, and masks give you a perfect <laughs> excuse. Not, You're like, oh, man, I haven't seen I you in eight months. You. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. It was just a mask. <laughs> I couldn't tell Could by you your Could you please eyes. wear a name tag? <laughs> right. You that's just good. write your name on your mask. Come on. So that's, I would know. that's a good idea. That's no, actually a brilliant that's what we ought to do. I think you can make some money on that. Brilliant idea. Get everybody do that. That's like, yes. yes. Then you get to know people. Right? Come on. This man. I'm telling you. New ideas are being born out of this yeah, podcast every go. time. Every time we every come day, together. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, maiden voyage. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but, Three hours cruise, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's glorious all the way. It's glorious all the way. Yeah, it is. So we... I feel like this keeps coming. Restaurants keep coming up. Yeah. Oh, and we're going to get into the heavy stuff. Yeah. But let's give us your restaurant recommendation. What's a Miller must? Miller Union. Okay. That's been, that's been my go-to for a while. All right. He's awesome. And, you know, Satterfield's is a great chef. That's awesome. And uh, there are lots of others. Um, and I don't want to denigrate any of the rest by not naming them. Um, <laughs> so I'll just call him out. Um, but, no, but they're, that's the great thing. there. And then this pandemic um been ordering out mm-hmm. a lot and picking up and it's been great i mean i wouldn't do it before because that seemed extravagant right <laughs> now, now now it's now it's like charity uh, yeah, uh, you, you know we're trying to help yeah. trying to, well we'll go and, sp- and waste that money and spend it on helping somebody <laughs> right. keep their restaurant alive. well right. yeah and it, boy sure is good Man. and it makes things around the house go a lot smoother too, come on you know? come on is there a go-to dish a go-to thing you like to order it just depends, you know. Um, the vegetables are so good. Oh, okay. you know it's good if the vegetables are. That's good. it. Yeah. That's yes, how, that's how if you know. If the vegetables hit, yeah. everything else will yeah. hit too. It's good. I like the way you think, brother. I like the way you think. <laughs> I, so we talking about that, and and thinking about, you know, restaurants in Atlanta, just overall Atlanta. Now tell me this now. How did you, you know, how did you end up being the person? And why are you the president and CEO of the Atlanta History Center? 
Yeah, there have been a lot of people who wondered uh, that question. <laughs> we um, don't and, need and, that and, I mean, so, so I've been involved with the Atlanta History Center since I got out of um, – well, since I, my senior thesis at University of Georgia, history thesis, was published in the Atlanta Historical Bulletin when we still wow. had such a thing. It was the cover article. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> 1984. Um, and when I was in law school. And so – and then my dad had been on the board. Um, and then – I came on the board um, in the 90s. Um, then my dad came back on the board as chair, and I got to help. Ooh, can I say that on this one? Uh, I, I, got, I got the heck off the, uh, I got the, heck off the board. Um, and um, because that's, you can't be on the same board with your father. It's just not helpful. Yeah, that's um, and yeah. People come up and complain about him. And then I came back on the board, and then I was chair. And he was off. Um, <laughs> You're just swapping in and out. Yeah, that's and, it. You and kept so, the family. And so then I went off the board, and um, and I, then I was running the capital, co-chairing the capital campaign. And the CEO that I had um, helped hire before when I was chair retired mm. and some of the board members came to me and said you know you've been doing this nonprofit thing over here at the cancer society for 10 years um you ever thought about running something wow That's and awesome. so they put me in the mix and they did a search and must have been a failed search so they got me <laughs> um and i've been Once on many search so committees so i know how that works um and i wasn't sure i wanted to do it um at the time, because I was a chief counsel of a billion-dollar organization, yeah. annual, you know, huge, number three, four, five charity in the country at yeah. the time, and I was going around making speeches about good governance and all this stuff, and uh, and then I was going to go run a, you know, nine million dollar at the time <laughs> and, uh, that I'd already chaired. Yeah, and then I was like, they kept talking to me. I was like, oh, this could be really interesting because I could actually do something uh, um, with it. Huh. And and I've since found out it's much better to be chair, I mean, the CEO of a nine, now 10, well, maybe back to $9 million. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to talk about COVID. Um, not a happy talk. Um, organization, then the chief counsel of a billion. Yeah. It's mm. much more fun. Wow. And it's much more, you can have a lot of impact. Something I was passionate about history mm -hmm. um, always. And the other thing you find out is you can get a lot more done as CEO. You can as chair. Because mm. that passive go. aggressive yeah. staff will get you every day. <laughs> <laughs> so Lesson now that's learned. me. Uh, it's me now. But um, I'm trying to be better. Uh, <laughs> we all are. I know. Yeah, we're well, y'all know about that. We're growing. Yeah. Even uh -huh. in churches. Yeah, yeah. we're growing. It happens. Yeah. You know, I got it. I hear it. You know. Yeah, we're growing. It's a nonprofit. Yeah. Church is a nonprofit. Yeah, we they're we all dis yeah, they're all dysfunctional, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like know, a family. Because right? people are there. As long as people are, people around, are there. Yeah, it's, yeah. Gonna, it's always yeah. going to be dysfunctional, man. So, what's something you know that is happening in the Atlanta History Center that you're excited about? That's coming up, or that you're working on? Well, you know, we just you know a couple years ago opened up the Cyclorama exhibit. Um, and we moved that up, it's, and it was a huge... Say more about what that is. Yeah, so for those who don't that. know what the cyclorama is. So the cyclorama is a um, panoramic painting. It's, you know, 50 feet tall and 360 feet around. That's crazy. It's huge. Mm -hmm. um, it was painted in 1886 in Milwaukee. Wow. And there was a group... Back in the 1880s, it was a fad of cycloramas. They were the, you know, the big box... Uh, 
uh, what do you call them? The uh, uh, anyway, the huge big screen mm-hmm. um, events of the day. There was no movie. There were no movies. There was at that time, obviously. Um, so nobody had seen this much color. They'd never seen anything this big. Wow. Um, and it was impressive, and it's hung in a way that's uh, that gives you this three D perspective. Wow. Um, and you come up in the middle, and so of it, and you—it's all you're in the middle of a whole scene. Hmm. And so, it was real popular to do Civil War battles at the time. Mm-hmm. But they were cycloramas or panoramas all around the world. Some were of um, there was one in in uh, Quebec of the crucifixion, the hmm. scene of Jerusalem. Wow. So religious scenes were were big. Uh, Wars and battles were big, and there's one in Mest- still there today in, uh, in Amsterdam, Mestog Cyclorama. Hmm. Looks exactly the same, but it's of a sea scene. And I'm like, it's like 60 miles to the sea from there. What's wow. the big deal? But um, <laughs> but people love the illusion. Yeah. Huh. And so I've seen seen it, and I've they're even making new ones. There, I went to one in um, Sinrip in Cambodia. Wow. wow. North Koreans are apparently very talented. Wow. Um, at painting wow. very hyper realistic cycloramas. So they're wow. still being made. Yeah. But this one is of the Battle of Atlanta, and uh, long history about it coming to Atlanta, and people viewed it as this sort of lost cause, Civil War, pro-Southern relic right. that had been in Atlanta and, right. and interpreted that way. And the fact was, and what we tried to do is get the facts and surprise people, it was right. painted in Milwaukee by Germans in 1888 about a Northern victory the Battle of Atlanta, to tour in the North to celebrate a Northern victory because people in the white people in the South didn't have any money at mm. that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't think that anything would sell in the South like that, but they did in the North. And so it was for the Northern veterans to take their children and their families to and say, see, I was there. Wow. And so uh-huh. a lot of the ones that were here in the Battle of Atlanta were up from the Midwest. And so it went to Cincinnati and Milwaukee and, and those areas. And then there were other ones of, the, of Gettysburg and other battles. But they're all of Northern victories. Wow. And but this one, and there are no Confederate officers in this painting. I mean, it was all about Northern victories. So wow. what happened to all of them is they went bankrupt. And so a guy from Atlanta, a promoter, brought it down to Atlanta in the 1890s. Um, and he changed the narrative a little bit. He um, had an advertisement in the Atlanta Constitution said, uh, Atlanta cyclorama, only Confederate victory ever painted. <laughs> I mean, there were people still alive who, who <laughs> knew it wasn't a Confederate bro. victory. Right? You got that wrong, actually. Uh, <laughs> and, exactly and so it, it had a couple of iterations, ended up in Grant Park, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it goes bankrupt there. And so what do you do when something goes bankrupt? You give it to the city. <laughs> it's like, here's a gift. Yeah. Here you go. Like, and so here. And so the great benefactor gave it to the city, and the city took it over as a museum and then built a new building for it in the 1920s, and it operated there. And it did take on this lost cause, pro-Southern, mm-hmm. Moonlight Magnolias mm-hmm. tinge to it, hmm. even though it was a battle, painted in the north, wow. about a Southern defeat. Wow. And so that's the story. The story of the painting is actually more interesting in many ways than the actual what's painted on it. Right. And so it's about historic, it's about memory. But we also brought it back to its original size. We had, Every time they moved it, they cut off the sky to cut it off the top. Wow. So we had eight, eight feet of sky back to it. Um, some pe- sections of take. feet. Yeah, eight all feet. the way around. <laughs> Good grief. That's a giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we, anyway, it's, it was a... Thirty-five million dollar project, 
and anyway, it's it's so it's it's something that's really unique to Atlanta, but it's a way for people to understand about history and memory, how it can be used and misused, yeah. and that it, you don't make any assumptions. Mm. Ask for the facts. Mm. Look for the facts, and uh, it's, so it's great. So that's there. Um, our gardens are incredible right now. Yes, wow. they are. Uh, we have thirty-three yes. acres, you know, of gardens, and and so much more of the brash and super jenny and we have this new huge tree table out front mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen it Mm-mm. made out of uh, it's 60 feet long made out of a white oak we cut down wow. it's like you take a tree and you lay it down mm-hmm. and so the branches go out yeah it's beautiful and so you could see a hundred people non-socially distanced right. <laughs> um and, you, and but right now it's just used all the time and it's free and it's open for the public right in front of the building oh, it's wow. got wi-fi and you'll see people out there kids Working on their homework out there. Wow! We just found our new uh, work legit. from home. It's work a, from home. Yeah. It's a very fun. cool spot, and the great coffee and great food. Um, and then oh what we God. hope is that people will say, "Wow, this is a garden here." What do they have around back of the yeah. rest mm-hmm. of it? What are you know the historic houses, the farm we have there, the animals, everything else? So wow. I'm excited about it all. I just wish we need to add more people. Yes. So if you want to go to a socially distanced place, yeah, it's us. There Not by go. design, okay. <laughs> There you go. We got a ton of, we got 33 acres. You can stop going on hikes. Yeah, yeah, come on. You got your own acre. Your own acre. I have been a couple of times. It is, it's a place for a respite. You learn a lot, but in the middle of the city. In the middle of the city, it's just so aesthetically peaceful. Yeah, yeah. It's so insane. But it makes me think about something you were kind of saying about how narrative is so important to history. And how easily that yeah. narrative can kind of switch up on yeah. you. Can you kind of talk to us about what is the what is the narrative when it comes to the formation of Atlanta? Yeah, you know how did Atlanta come to be right. from your from your perspective? Well, Atlanta's here because um, it was a good place to have a railroad junction. Okay, mm. so and it's um, and the reason where the you know the second highest city in the country metropolitan area after Denver, right? Right. Um, all the rest of them are down on. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Pause, pause, pause. I said, I said right I like said, I knew yeah, that. I, I was like, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know. Say that again. Uh, it's a large metropolitan area. All right. Now, yeah. There are other higher cities. You go to Highlands, it's higher. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> metropolitan but, area. But, but we yeah. are, you know, a thousand feet up. Now, you don't think that's a lot. You feel them hills when but you it, run it. But it's a lot. Um, because everything else is at sea level or there's a navigable river there, right? Wow. If you think about it. So why do we not have enough water here? Because we're way up in the watershed. Yep. We don't have enough water, okay? I mean, yeah. that, that's an issue because yeah. the railroad was here. Wow. And we wouldn't have been here without that, without the fact that we um, dispossessed the Indians of the land, mm-hmm. Native Americans, mm-hmm. you know, the Cherokees right before mm-hmm. Atlanta was founded. Um, but it's that line that, you know, the, the railroad that was set to come from, Chatt- came from Chattanooga to this point, so it would meet a railroad coming from Augusta here, and then other railroads that came from Alabama and Macon and other points that ended up meeting here. Wow. And so we became a transportation hub, wow. and it's sort of by accident. Wow. Um, the land here is not particularly good for agriculture, mm. uh, so you didn't have big farms. You didn't have, it was, but it's really good for commerce. Yeah. Uh, and and so that's why it's always been a service oriented or transportation-oriented city. So airport worked works well with that, um, as does, you know, the highway system and everything else that feeds into here. But it's really because the, lo- the train's here. And so we have, 
at the History Center, what I call Ro- our Romulus and Remus. We got, we've got the, the <laughs> locomotive Texas there from yeah. 1856, mm-hmm. and we've got the zero milepost hmm. that um, people claim I hoovered up from downtown, and, and they're still mad at me. <laughs> um, and 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 put there, we put a replica where it was, and okay. it's safe where it yeah. is now. But that was the place where the center of Atlanta was, wow. and wow. and zero milepost because it's. Um, 130 miles up the road, 136 miles, I think it is, to, to uh, uh, and there's a milepost every way, that's why I call it a milepost, to Chattanooga. <laughs> and we have the zero, zero, and on the other side it says 136. So that's at the History Center, and it's also this 1856 locomotive, Western Atlantic locomotive. That's why we're here. Wow. That's why we don't have enough water. That's why we have all these issues. That's why we, but we do have a better climate because we're 1,000 feet up. Yeah. So you know, We're talking about it, that it, beat, it, it, it beats the hell out of some yeah. these lower other places. I'm Seriously. not going to denigrate them, but it's 75 but, degrees in November. Uh, yes, we're, that's what we're wondering right now. <laughs> yeah, like, we're still wondering that. Thanksgiving's in two weeks. So um, that's why we're here, and uh, and we've grown because I think we've had you know better than average leadership. Wow, that's fantastic. Like I, first of all, I really didn't know. I mean. And, and Atlanta had another name at first, right? Yeah, there was Terminus, mm-hmm. and then there was Marthasville. Oh, I didn't know about it. Does I didn't know one? this. I didn't know this one. Yeah, can you imagine the Marthasville Olympics? That would have been <laughs> okay. That would have been a hard sell. The Marthasville Hawks. Yeah, the Marthasville Braves. Or the song. You, Think yeah. about the song. Welcome to Marthasville, where the players <laughs> yeah. play. And it doesn't have the same ring. Yeah, Who was really Martha? Uh, Martha Lumpkin. She was. You know, we have also have a long history of sucking up to people. Uh. So that was, she was the daughter of the governor. <laughs> okay, okay. But, uh, but, but then, but then, but then they changed the name on it. So that's like Sedona. Sedona has a, a history kind of like that, where it was the wife of the founders, something like it was the wife. It was named after the founder's wife, kind of similar. Yeah, that's crazy. But imagine being Martha. Imagine being able to say, "Look, I have a city named a after me." That, those are bragging rights. Oh, like, you see, really and can. it's on our tombstone in Oakland Cemetery. So go check it out. Look Very, at that. I'm, I'm saying, I'm glad yeah. we're not named it, but I'm sure that was pretty cool Listen, for her. I think my swag and my Atlanta merch would not be the same. It would not no, be. It was, it was <laughs> a help, and they knew that. Yeah. And I mean, the guy that was basically the way it got named was the person working on the the railroad coming from Augusta. Mm-hmm. Richard Peters said, "This is a terrible name." <laughs> uh, <laughs> We need to name, and, and we're Richard railroad. Peters. We can name something anything we want. And other other guy working with him said, "How about Atlanta? Sort of a coinage of Western and Atlantic, even though it was different." Oh. And it was, and they're like, "And this is this is the lore, right?" Yeah. And so they just put it on their station, and it sort of got adopted. And the governor was <laughs> wow. not happy, um, but they, but it ended up get, getting changed in the legislature um, pretty quickly. So that's crazy. That's how it happened. Atlanta's a hybrid name. It really that. is. Now, what is it a hybrid again? It's Western Atlanta. So it's Atlant- it, it, like Atlantic, mm-hmm. but Atlanta. And then there's there's a Greek, you know, figure at Atlanta. Uh-huh. But it's not about that. It's a, it's about Atlantic. That's good to know. Okay. Because I thought um, it was. So and people can dispute that. And that's you know. crazy. I, I I knew Terminus, but I didn't know. Martha's Martha's Ville. I had it? to do it for a TikTok, so that's why I know. Uh, this is why I know this. Okay. If you're familiar with the social media platform, I had to do some Atlanta research. That's how <laughs> Good I found job. Out about yeah. Martha's Ville. Fantastic. I've been. I've been. I've heard of TikTok. Yes. <laughs> can we find you? I do you? not. I, 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 I couldn't find it, or you couldn't <laughs> find me on TikTok. 
it's okay. I'm sure your time is is better used yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure. Uh, n- not yet. <laughs> Let's well, I mean, you know, considering that you are the president and CEO of the Atlanta History Center, and because you are not necessarily a historian by trade, but you are a student of history, and it's very clear. And with you having lived here, I would love to know, like, when you think about just the way that Atlanta came to be, and when you think about neighborhoods in Atlanta, I'm curious, do you have any type of, like, history that you know about any particular neighborhoods that we would find interesting or intriguing as transients Mm -hmm. of, you know, this place? Well, I've always thought that the, um, and one of the things that motivates our Atlanta exhibit is that we've had this sections on neighborhoods that rotates, Mm -hmm. that people are inherently interested in where they live. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to be interested in the history of where you are, where you end up. That's right. And so start with that and find out what happened there. Mm -hmm. Because you're there, you're living there. And then then what happened next door, right? right. And then, and then right. you start to find all these really interesting things. Yeah. You had no idea, and then it makes it feel more real. You feel right. more connected to it. Right. And, and our whole issue with history, why we try to use it to connect people, history, and culture. And the reason for that is to make them feel more invested in their city mm. and their neighborhoods. And the neighborhood's a good place to start, and then you can build from there. Um, we're located in Buckhead. Yep. So I'm, I don't know if you're yep. actually curious. I'm yep. actually curious. I am. Can you tell, you know, T's from North Carolina. Yep. I'm from New York. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of Buckhead? Yeah. I'm putting um, you on the spot. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, that's, that's good. I, I grew up in this place. Um, and I guess I'm part of it now. Uh, part of history. <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, the, uh, so, you know, Buckhead was obviously way out in the country from Atlanta. Um, and there was a uh, Irby store that was tavern that was at the where basically where Peachtree, uh, West Paces Ferry and Rosal Road come together. Mm. It, it, was, it was it was there and and the name the name Buckhead came from the fact that there was a a deer that was killed, and um, it was actually on Buckhead Creek, which is probably really right under where the St. Regis is. But you know, it yeah. comes out wow. comes out in the history center, but somewhere in there. According to legend and the best information we have, there was a large buck that was killed. Somebody um, um, took it and nailed it on the head onto a tree, and it was like, "Let's meet at the buck's head," you know, and it became a thing. Wow! And so it became Buckhead. Wow! The myths of time—that's the best story we have, and I think this is (laughs) as good as any. Uh, And it was just a rural. It was a little rural trading post there, and there were these, you know, this. West Paces Ferry went down to the ferry across the uh, Chattahoochee. Mm. It was Paces Ferry at the time. And there were all these ferries that people owned the ferry. So Mr. Pace, Hardy Pace owned the ferry, and other people had ferries. Um, Or there was Moore's Mill. There was a mill there. I mean, there's reasons for all the names of these. Howell's Mill. Correct. That's where these names come from. And uh, and then Peachtree was here, and uh, and it was just a, a trading route uh and uh you know they claim it was an old indian trail i think that's you know yes some indians may have walked on it um so in the literal sense it. uh and in the literal sense uh, uh, right. but you know whether it was some trading route i don't know um i don't think anybody knows i think some right. of our predecessors um got um overexcited about that you know what's wrong one of the things that's really interesting about atlanta 
and not a lot of people know this, and, and maybe some people come yell at me, but there were no Native Americans living in this in Atlanta proper hmm. since 1100. Wow. Since the woodland people. Wow. Now, they were Native Americans across the river, mm-hmm. up, you know, the Cherokee, mm-hmm. up there, and then you had the creeks below, or the Okmulgee. But this was sort of a no-man's land wow. between these two kingdoms. Wow. And there's never been any permanent settlement of Native Americans found in the city limits of Atlanta. Wow. Since the woodland people. Wow, in 1100. Yeah. Right. So crazy, right? Well, it the land crazy. was terrible. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and, and so there, yeah. they, you know, there are these, you know, river bottoms, you know, sense. like up in near Etowah or down near Macon and Oak where they had more fertile soil. Yeah. Anyway, not a whole lot here. Not a lot going on. That is amazing. So to see it transformed to what it is today, right. like, this was no, there's a no man's land. Right. Yeah. You, you, you go from that to like now all this life. Now it 30 minutes to move like one block down the street. <laughs> Facts. So. <laughs> so, I mean, considering that history of Buckhead and just thinking about, like you said earlier, thinking about where you live and, and kind of as you begin to discover where you live and next to where you live, I'm curious uh, to know, is are, are there any little to unknown facts about the city of Atlanta that would just blow our brains. Like, I feel like our, our minds have already been blown. Right. Like, the fact that we're talking about a buck's head being posted on a tree. That's how we got a name. But oh, like, yeah, we reenacted that at the History Center. We, <laughs> I, I brought, I brought in a half-desiccated head of a deer that I'd found in the woods, and, and I put it up on a pole, and we had an event. We have this group thing called Party with the Past yes. that is on hiatus right now yeah. where we have meetings all over the city. Okay. Um, and it's history. It's free beer. It's uh, it's free history, cold beer. Okay. Party with the Past. Yep. History's free, but the beer you pay for. Yeah, uh, and and either we have the liquor license or somebody else sells yeah, it. And, yeah, but yeah. it's fifteen minutes of history, and so the whole idea of trying that program, we've gone to like forty different places, is to go to a place we're not expected to tell the history of that place wow. and get people to go there. And we have between you know three hundred and six hundred um, people. Wow. Um, and so, for example, we go to a crazy place like uh, Westview Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been out there. They have this mausoleum out there yeah. that's crazy. So we've had two Halloweens, right, you know, <laughs> nights before Halloween there. And you ought to go down to the um, city and try to get a liquor license like I have <laughs> and talk to the people about having. So you're going to have, you want to do what? <laughs> you're going to do you, what? You're going you're gonna, you're gonna to have a, you're going to have a, you're going to liquor license to have at Westview Cemetery in the mausoleum. Right. So the next thing you know, they got the fire department showing out there to put exit signs up at night. You know, and yeah. the yeah, people that live in there yeah. don't need, or that reside there don't yeah. need exit signs, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and Sorry, so that, that was that, a delayed <laughs> response. Yeah, I mean, the, and so we do crazy stuff like that. We've done a lot at Oakland Cemetery too, but but then in places all over the city, so you can learn those crazy facts. Wow, um, about the different locations and um, you know the fox and crazy stuff there. Um, wow. No, I, you know it's 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 hard to like say one crazy thing because it, it's anything you don't know. Right. True is is what's interesting. True, um, very true. just about yeah. and be, that catches your attention. Yeah, um, and and there's just so much um, in the city. Uh, the one well, a crazy thing is you think about current politics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
1952, I think it was, that Buckhead was annexed into the city. Mm. Oh. So they could dilute the black vote. Mm. Mm. Crazy. Now, that's crazy I history. It, I read it in a book somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So now there are a lot of, you know, affluent people who would, some of them don't want to be in Atlanta. Well, guess what? There's the same people that had it annexed into Atlanta. That's <laughs> like, pick one. Pick it's, one. Like, it's like, you know, it's a, the worm turned, right? Um, so it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's a crazy thought. Yeah. Because of other people think, oh, we, we need to secede. Well, no, you're the ones who want to get in. Wow. <laughs> now you want to get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is, that's crazy. Now, and, and you said, you, earlier you, you mentioned this kind of in just talking, but you said all the crazy stuff that happened at the Fox or the crazy stuff about the Fox. Is there something that we don't know about the Fox that, that is intriguing? Well you, well, you just need to go. I don't know if you've been yes. behind the scenes yep. and done the behind the scenes tours. No, or no I've never done that. I've um, seen a show. Yeah, I've been there for some concerts. The coolest place in Atlanta is to stand on the stage of the Fox and look out. Wow. Wait, tell me how you because get to do the, that. <laughs> Well, you can do it on their tours. Oh, okay. Now you had to be really special to do that. Well, no, you do have to be really special to have dinner on there. Yeah, I've done that a couple times. I was on the board. Uh, (laughs) You're too cool. But we've only had it it a couple times because, uh, and it was usually when somebody retired. Yes. um, Because the Pox is booked all the time. Right. And so it's not like you can go rent it. Right. Because they don't know when they're going to be able to get a show in there. And whatever show in there is going to be a lot more um, valuable than than your rental of that night. Wow. Um, but it's so, I mean, to sit there or to walk on that stage and just see it. It. So I, the shows that I've been to, and I don't know if you know the story or any story behind this, but like when you look up and like the, the ceiling, it's like stars. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and like, is there, is yeah, yeah. Like, is there a story behind that? Do you yeah, know? Yeah, that's supposed to look like that. You, you caught on. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, <laughs> We're just uncovering and, secrets and, here. And, and, they, and they have just actually redone and repainted the Presidium or whatever that is at the very top that mm-hmm. hadn't been redone since 1928 uh, when it opened because wow. they've been closed. Right. And, and they had it had to put they hadn't been closed that long. Right. Yeah. Or, or that long and when they had enough money to do it. Right. Um, right. And now um, they did it, and one of the things they found up there was a Coke bottle that was left from 1928. <laughs> So I was having lunch. Oh, no, no, no. So, so they so they brought that down and they put a new Coke bottle up there. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so to see what somebody finds. With, Imagine finds having it. your lunch and you're like, "Where's my drink?" Seriously, yeah. that's like a 92 year old Coke bottle. For yeah. real? That's crazy. But it's it. Well, in the the other thing that it's one of the few places left where you can see segregation. Mm. Um, because they have the seats at the back mm-hmm. that were for the African Americans. To come in the side entrance. Wow! The side entrance is there, and you can sit in the back, and 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 understand what it was like. Wow! And I've taken tours. I've used to take tours of all the summer associates for my firm all over Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and and there, the people from Atlanta are like, "Well, I don't need to go on a tour. I'm from here." Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, and there you I'll go. take them places they've never been. Away. I know. They've never been. Yeah. They've never been to anywhere. Um, all these people that went to Love It and Westminster and Marist, or they thought they knew something, they didn't know anything. Um, they never been outside their bubble. Tell them you can say it because that's those, that's your school. That's right. Yeah, I, I, no, I, <laughs> right. nothing wrong with that right. except right. don't think you've been anywhere. Um, and so we would go up 
take people up the side entrance, walk up all the steps, and you go up there wow. and, and hear the story. It's very powerful. Wow. It's still there. Wow. There are very few places where you can go and see that um, Jim Crow segregation architecture. Wow. In place. Brookwood Station's another place where you can see the different waiting rooms. That is incredible. Yeah. That's about it. Everything but else has been. This was such a learning adventure yeah, yeah. for me. Like, seriously. Man, dude. I, this is why you do what you do. I'm sure it's to teach With, with ease, well. too. With right. ease. With ease. It's fun. It's, it's fun to. Sh- if you just give people a little bit of information, a little perspective, I don't have to say this is good or bad or, you know, lay any guilt trip or. This just was, okay? Right. Mm. And you can understand it. Right. Then it has an impact on somebody. That's As good. opposed to try to go somebody try to I'm going to tell you you're good or bad or you know I'm going to come at you with something right people's defenses go up and they don't learn anything that's so good that's so good that is so good I, like that that that's helpful in hearing that particularly given the climate that we're in mm-hmm. right now I think you know like you said there is a you know good or bad and all this other stuff and there's a there's a feeling of wanting to get rid of things and you know. People have all types of emotions around all this stuff. But I think you hit the nail on the head when you talk about basically context and understanding that nothing is done in a bubble. And the life that we live now is a result of years and of decisions that were made, um, things that were kind of brought to light or not brought to light. And so I think there's such value, like you said, in just understanding, just know like this is what it is and we should approach it. From that perspective. Well, I think also there's something about history. There is a hesitation, I think, for a lot of people because of what you have to confront. That's right. But it, kind of to your point, if you're objective about it and you're like, hey, I'm not here to ascribe good or bad, right or wrong. It is. Right. And it, I think yeah. it frees people mm-hmm. up to be more curious, if anything. Yes. Yeah, just get a little bit of perspective. Right. Yeah. That's all we ask for. Right. It's about perspective. And if you have a little shift, that doesn't mean you have to change your mind. Right. I'm not coming to change your worldview. Right. But all of our worldviews could lose a little perspective. I don't care who you are. Right. And particularly if you're righteous, yeah. you really need some perspective. <laughs> yeah. Because you're you're a little too sure of yourself. <laughs> Come on. Laying it down. Listen, so you know, there there is a little segment yes. that I would I want us to do. And listen, I said this before talking to bets, like this could totally flop. And but we're gonna try it anyway. So this segment is called Yay or Nay for the A. Okay. Okay. Yay or nay for the A. And in this segment, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to give you two choices, right? Yay or nay. Oh, uh, yep. Yay or nay. Yay or nay. Right. You're catching right. on pretty that, quickly. That's right. That's right. So one you yay, one you nay. All right. So we're just going to shoot our shot. And after that, then I'm I'm going to want you and we're going to want you to tell the people that are listening how that they can, they can connect to you mm-hmm. or connect to the Atlanta History City. All right. All right. Okay. You ready to do this? Yeah. All right. First up, Coke or sweet tea? Yay or nay? What do you mean, Coke or sweet tea? Meaning, are you yay in Coke or nay in Coke? If or you had to yay one. Yes. Oh, you had okay. to yay one. Oh, yeah. yay Coke. <laughs> <laughs> don't be silly. That was easy. Like that was, don't that was be so silly. Easy. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm giving you two uh, two choices, and you yay one of them and okay. nay the other. Okay. Yeah. All right. Make sure they. So uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I have to nay sweet tea? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll nay. I, I'm an unsweet tea guy. Look at uh, that. Yeah. It's, it's growing up in Atlanta. My relatives in South Georgia said, he, you know, he grew up here. It's sad that he talks like a Yankee. And and he uh, and he drinks uh, unsweetened tea. 
Even I know I feel like that's wrong. Well, listen, I'm not going to judge you. you know? right, don't no judge yeah, you. I won't. No, no, I won't. No. I grew up in Pepsi country, but I've I've I, recently. That's you know, stuff. That's just bad for you. you know well, well, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, I haven't drank a Pepsi in 30 plus years. No, no shade to Pepsi, by the way. But I'm in Coke country. And that's yeah. every every carbonated beverage is a Coke. I've learned. I don't Every even know where one. you can get Pepsi anymore. It's true. I don't even know where you can get Well, it. all I know is if I ask for a, a Coke and they say, is Pepsi okay? I said, can you have iced tea? <laughs> so Very that's when, strong that's when you yay. You yay then. But if yeah. they have, yeah, no, I don't say sweet tea. But right now, Coke is, is And the then move. I say, water's fine. All right. I respect I mean, water, that. Water really is great. It is. You should be drinking it's, more It's water. nutritious. Come on. What you got, Beth? All right. So yay or nay? The Varsity or Mary Max? The Varsity. Yay. yay. Look at that. Oh, wow. That was a, that's a plot twist. Yeah, yes. Tell me I, why you had to justify it's it. yay for, for the varsity. Be- because, A, I, it's next to my church. Okay. And okay. as a kid, I would go there and get an F.O. Yep. during <laughs> church or after church. <laughs> oh, definitely after. Love, not during. Uh, I love and, you said during church. During church. Well, you know, Sunday school, right? Yes. And there, there weren't many people in Sunday school in the late 60s. <laughs> So we go over there and get an FO. Um, and, a frosted uh, orange is an FO for those who don't know yeah, what that yeah, is. Thank you. That. I did yeah. not know. Yeah, that. I got you coming. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm I got sorry you. about that. And, uh, and, and then, of course, they have, a, they have a branch in Athens, too. That's true. Yes. So, uh, and one in follow uh, me up there. Like Snowball, I want to say. Yeah. yeah, come on. They got them all. They got them a few different up. places now. All right. Now, this one, uh, I just want to know. Yay or nay, I 20. Or 285. I love how I-85 isn't even a choice on this. I know. It's really Wait, you said 285? 285. That's a nay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can name anything else at 285. You really, you really I-20 made this easy I-20 is, is great. It's a yellow brick road. Yes. Compared to 285. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Why, why is 285 such a nay for you? People are crazy. Have you ever driven on it? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. It okay. gives me nightmares. Yes, I have. No, it's a nightmare. Listen, when I first got to Atlanta, I drove all the way around the perimeter <laughs> just trying to figure out where I was and get my bearings about me. And it was the longest drive ever. Only yeah. to realize, this I didn't notice at the time, that it was a circle. Oh, no. I had no idea. I'm like, man, that looked familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I learned how to drive in Atlanta. I got wow. my license in Florida, and then they sent me to Atlanta. So if you see me on the road, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, there, there are a lot of people that are on 285 are from up north, and they're not very polite. No, they're not. I'm just saying, okay? No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. That's uh, awesome. All right, I'm going for you. Peach pie or peach candy? Peach pie. Okay. Very quick. Look at that. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna up this one. Peach pie or the peach itself? Uh, the peachoid up in South Carolina. Or? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was thinking like the, I know, the I know, literal peach. The literal fruit. The peach. The peach. And why so, why the peach over the peach pie? Because the peach is more versatile. Oh, it goes really man. well on ice cream. This oh. man, too. come on! I like I like what you're doing. All right, last up, yay or nay, Braves or Falcons? You're like nay both. You rolled your eyes real. I know. Uh, Falcons. Why the Falcons? You, what, yay, in, yay in the Falcons? Be, because hey, they're in Atlanta. 
if we could drop our microphones, we would. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, my chest. <laughs> All the shots fired. No, well, I'm sorry, but uh, I, I refer to the other ones as the South Boston Braves. <laughs> the, te- the energy in this room just skyrocketed. I know. You, I don't know if you can feel it. Oh just, my gosh, man! And I love Arthur Blank. Come He's on. awesome. Come He's on, awesome. He's done a lot for the city. That's fantastic. Love that. And I don't I'm even not, know who owns the Braves. Yeah, I don't either. Actually, never thought. Now if Ted still owns them. Yeah. No, oh. that'd be different. Got you. I'm <laughs> he, all right with that. He's amazing. Yeah. Well, tell us, Sheffield. How can our listeners uh, connect with you or the Atlanta History Center? What is the best way to reach you? AtlantaHistoryCenter.com mm-hmm. and you know we've got Facebook we're on all these social media sites <laughs> uh, you can find us there I, I'm not sure about the TikTok uh, <laughs> the TikTok. Your marketing the TikTok. team get your, I'm happy to consult if you yeah need, you can if, you consult know. to me on that um, but the best thing to do is to come see us mm-hmm. come get a cup of coffee yeah. and sit at that tree table yeah. and then wonder what's tree? behind yeah. and maybe buy a ticket or a membership yeah. um, and come on because we have got a lot of room to roam. We've got really interesting things that will surprise you. That's awesome. And uh, we are open and welcoming. That's yeah. fantastic. I think it's such a great reminder. If you yeah. love your city, you want Seriously. to be for your city, know your city. That's right. And like I said, it's about perspective. And, and it's really easy. You, we all have made it really easy. Come on. You made it really easy. I mean, and again, like we said earlier, like you can't be for something if you don't know something. Right. Right? It's extremely difficult to be for something if you don't know something. The Atlanta History Center offers all of us an opportunity, socially distanced. Socially yeah, distanced. Yeah, yeah. To you be wait, bring your mask. That's right. That's right. To be able to. We're mask uh, friendly. <laughs> yes. Uh, we love it. Come on. This is good. Thank you so much. Thank you for right. being here. Well, being thank you all for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. This has this been is a, remarkable. I, I hope you have a second episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank hey. you. Yes. Good we luck with so that. Yeah, right. yeah, we hope so, too. <laughs> we hope so, too. Thank you, Sheffield. Thank uh, you. Y'all, we are so glad. And uh, we will, you know, hopefully get a chance to do this again have real soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the For Atlanta podcast. We hope that you learn and love Atlanta a little bit more today than you did before. For more info on the podcast, check out foratlanta.com. And we would love to hear from you. If you have any stories about how you love Atlanta or even suggestions on how we could love Atlanta better, hit us up on Instagram. Slide in those DMs at Buckhead Church. And as always, please make sure to like and subscribe on all platforms where podcasts are offered.